Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 217 with a review of Olympus Has Fallen. I'm Christopher Schneezy. I'm Carson Patrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, Carson Patrick and I dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases, television shows, and web series from the past week and beyond. Each week, you're going to get a couple of different episodes. First, you're going to get some reviews. This week, we reviewed a whole ton of things. We got The Incredible Burt Wonderstone, Upside Down, Spring Breakers, The Croods, and this review of Olympus Has Fallen. Generally, you're also going to get a Trailer Talk segment where we discuss some of the trailers that have hit the internet recently, and also a What We've Been Watching segment where we discuss all the things we've been watching outside of the podcast as Carson and I are finishing uh, up being sick and uh, getting over a lot of things that have caused us scheduling issues. Um, we are just doing those five reviews this weekend because there's a lot of those, and we're holding off on our supplemental episodes. So next week, those trailer talk and what we've been watching will return, and you'll get those again. But for now, just these five reviews. Carson. Yes. How are you surviving this onslaught of reviews tonight? I am. I am. I am ready. I, I feel like the we we've saved potentially the best for last. Yeah. Well, we we you know we we've it's been so rough that we've had to go inside of the spoiler warning studio and ride the elevator down 120 feet below surface and lock ourselves in the blast door bunker and uh try to protect ourselves for the p-talk or whatever the hell that was called Uh, i can't remember the acronym for it i I don't remember either it was like presidential awesome bunker (laughs) underground security maximum something like that nailed it nailed it (laughs) (laughs) It stood for intelligence, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, this this is a this is a, a we're here to talk about a <laughs> a wild film, a, a very kind of ridiculous and silly premised um, action oh, film, man, very silly, um, in which you know a bunch of people are able to attack and assault the White House and take hostage our president. Um, I, I'm sure there are ways that that would be possible. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, you know, I'm not that arrogant that I think our White House is impenetrable. But yeah, I would just say that the way it happens in this film, it would be it would be a lot more difficult. Yeah, a little, little tough sell. A little bit, yeah. But uh, but you know, it looks it, this film looked like it was going to be a good time, and I think we were both uh, guiltily excited to see this. Oh yeah, oh yes. I mean, obviously, I still haven't seen a trailer for White House Down. Um, no, but they. Uh, I think they're waiting until Olympus has fallen is, uh, you know, done its thing out of the public's they, mind. Yeah, I. You know what? I, I think they released like a teaser poster today, but they still haven't released any footage. Dude, I, I got like a screening pass to White House Down, but it was in like Orange County or something. No. And I was like, oh damn! Like I really feel like that. I mean, who knows? It'll probably end up like Snow White and the Huntsman or something. Well, it was funny. I, I was thinking, like, how hilarious would it be if they put out, like, the most amazing, like, super badass trailer. Like, I'm talking about, like, I don't know, trailer <laughs> for Terminator Salvation or something with, like, a Nine Inch Nails song in it. And, like, <laughs> I was going to were... say, definitely a Tool song or Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> like, just imagine if they put out, like, the world's most awesome trailer for White House Down. And it's the last trailer you watch before seeing Olympus has fallen. Before Olympus has fallen. And you're just like, man... What did they do that for? This movie's that, gonna be terrible. That's what I was thinking too. That'd be like the the biggest fu to uh, this movie. Yeah, it'd be like if you went to go see uh, After Earth and they played the Oblivion trailer right before it started. 
some even though it's already been released yeah yeah they, they replay the trailer somebody's like oops my bad whoops uh that was on there by accident <laughs> no they just even better is if you go see after earth and they play the trailer for every m night Shyamalan movie <laughs> <laughs> in order of best to worst amazing i love it uh, that would get me in the mood I, I, I want to set up like a hidden camera thing somewhere and do that just, just for funsies. Like offer people to see a sneak peek of After Earth, get everybody in there and just play these trailers progressively worse and worse and worse, ending with Last Airbender. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't know. Like I, I feel like there's a guy at the AMC Burbank who uh, likes to, to troll the trailers because one time they had like the French trailer for Still White and the Huntsman like just randomly in front of some movie I saw, huh. just everything. It was all in French. The voiceover, the, the the title cards, everything. It was weird. Didn't make that trailer any better. Uh, no. Then again, I shouldn't joke like that because I actually thought the trailer for Snow White and the Huntsman looked kind of cool. But no, that's what I'm saying. It looked badass. See, that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Like, um, you know, we could be all really excited for White House Down. Um, thinking it's going to be, like, the better of the two, like how we thought Snow White and the Huntsman would be yeah. the best of the two Snow White films last year. And then it ends up being where it's... They're they're both not good, so... <laughs> it's very true. I mean, Roland Emmerich isn't exactly uh, swinging for the fences lately. <laughs> no, but I, I feel like uh, if his uh, destruction is contained to one location, yeah. maybe... Uh, you know he won't he won't have the uh, he won't have the need to just be like I have to annihilate everything. I just hope that John Cusack isn't the president's limo driver. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he is. <laughs> uh, are you kidding me? That would be the greatest cameo crossover ever. <laughs> uh, you know Jeff Goldblum as, in character. Yeah. From Independence Day. Explaining how they're using their satellites against us. They're using our satellites against us, Mr. President. Then the awesome Aaron Eckhart was still the president in that movie. <laughs> uh, There's got to be a line where he's like, damn it, it's happening again. Oh my god. Who is it this time? Uh, uh, although we got Maggie Gyllenhaal in White House Down, so they just they just got another Dark Knight actor instead. <laughs> Uh, you know, you know it's funny. You know, like you know, obviously we're about to get into this film, but you know, at the very beginning of it, the president's wife passes away. She's yes, play, she's played by Ashley Judd. And <laughs> at, when the credits for this film started rolling, I was like, "Who did Ashley Judd play?" Oh man! I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about the opening to this movie." You're like, "Oh yeah, she died in the trailer." <laughs> It was just it was just funny because like I was I was I was going reverse chronologically through the film, trying to remember who she played. I was like, no, she wasn't any of the staff in the White House. She wasn't here. What did she do? I'm like, oh yeah, she fell into some cold water. Yeah, double jeopardy, dude. <laughs> That's what happens. She didn't get to come back from that water though. No, nah, dude. All right. Well, uh, before we start referencing too many other films, why don't we go ahead and take out the tra- check out the trailer for *Olympus Has Fallen* and then let everybody know what we thought of this review or what we thought of this film. You'll have to let us know what you thought about our review. <laughs> yes. Mr. President, five minutes, sir. Evening, ma'am. Merry Christmas, Mike. Mustang, this is Big Top bringing out the full package. 
Where'd that come from? Everybody knows you did the right thing on that bridge. Even the president knows. You gotta learn how to get back into the real world. Mr. President, we're ready for you. Our guests have arrived. I'd like to welcome you to the White House, sir. Sir, there's been an intrusion. Let's go, move! the Pentagon on the line now. Olympus is falling. Olympus is falling. Mr. Speaker, you are the acting president. I want to speak for the Russians, the Chinese, the British, and the French. In that order. If you attempt to retake this building, I will execute your commander-in-chief. Oh, my God. We have contact from inside the White House. Identify yourself. 309er. Jesus, Banning? Same guy that was removed from the president's detail? He is ex-special forces. 40 commandos breached the gate, 28 are left. Can we trust him? With all due respect, I'm the best hope you've got. Abort! Abort! We're talking about the safety of the president of the United States. We're talking about a hell of a lot more than that, sir. Just open the gates of hell. The United States of America doesn't negotiate with terrorists. Who said anything about negotiating? All right, so Olympus Has Fallen is a story of uh, some people taking over the White House. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, I'm a man named Brady. (laughs) So basically we have uh, the president is bringing in some people from, is it, he's bringing in people from South Korea to deal with North Korea, right? Yes. And uh, during the time that this ambassador is coming and visiting the White House, uh, big old attack happens in the White House. They rush everybody. Surprise! Yeah, bring them into this bunker down below. And it turns out, those South Korean guys, apparently from North Korea. And... No, dude, that's what was lame about it. They weren't even North Koreans. They were just South Koreans who, like, sympathize with North Korea or some bullcrap. Yeah, so they're Koreans. <laughs> yeah, they're actually uh, the good guys turned bad. Yeah, so which is they just total betrayal all the way around. Yeah, um, they're just, they're really bad. But basically, you know, we bring them into the bunker with us. They take us over. And they have some big old nefarious plot they're trying to do. And the United States does not negotiate with terrorists. Who said anything about negotiating? And uh, Gerard Butler, who used to be on the president's uh, Secret Service detail, but is no longer because of an accident that happened on a cold, snowy bridge in yeah. which the president's wife uh, That's what happens died. When you kiss the, that's what happens when you kiss the girls. Yes. <laughs> that's got Morgan Freeman in it, too. Um, <laughs> Dude, this, is the, this is the... Wait. Yeah, fourth movie that Ashley Judd and Morgan Freeman have been in. Although they didn't share any scenes in this film, but yeah, well, I guess they like working together. She didn't share a lot of fil- scenes with very many people. In no, this film. no. 
but yeah, basically Gerard Butler is on the sidelines for this one, but sees the attack happening, works his way in, and then becomes like the last hope of yeah. uh, all of America. Um, he's as... like uh, Stallone in Daylight, where he's just a limo driver, but he just runs into the tunnel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, because he's Stallone, so. Except for he doesn't at any point in the film say the title of the film. Ah, he doesn't know. Doesn't doesn't say get these people to daylight. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, big insane crazy action film with some pretty ridiculous plotting. Carson, what'd you think of this film? Uh, oh boy. Well, let me for, let me say this first. I will. I would like to officially welcome back Gerard Butler to manly action films. Uh, it's been a long time. He kind of came back in law-abiding citizen, but he was mostly in a jail cell. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you could just really tell Gerard Butler was having. It's like when it's like when uh, Rob Rodriguez came out with Once Upon a Time in Mexico, and it was like crazy violent because it's like. It was like cathartic almost. It was like I did three Spy Kids movies and now I'm just exploding. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you could tell he was taking out all that. You know, I'm tired of carrying around, you know, chasing around Jennifer Aniston. It's time to knife a bunch of terrorists in the face. <laughs> um, he, had, he had to kill one Korean for every uh, romantic comedy <laughs> he's done in the last few years. <laughs> be great if he just like stabbed him and just went like p.s i love you he has a machine gun but there ain't no preaching here no hell no um so yeah that was that was cool um i feel like if this movie came out circa 1996 like in the same summer of the rock this would be the best movie ever like i we would be praising i would be praising this movie till the end of time like it would just be like testosterone up the ass action film i'd be loving it um and there are shades of that in this film i mean i got a little uh you know like i said i was i was happy to see gerard butler back back in action um and i really think that he's the (laughs) the 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 one who's holding this film together by the you know it's bare threads but um yeah for sure yeah it's 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 not a very good movie uh it uh yeah, that that episode of Twenty Four where they take over the White House has better production value than this like seventy million dollar movie, which is sad. It also has um, a more conceivable plot for how the White House exactly, gets taken over. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, the the main thing about this movie is the plotting. I like. I know that the plot is absurd already, but the fact that like you know a bunch of terrorists can just fly like a huge ass airplane down you know into a no fly air zone like, come on. Like, you'd think, I, you could have just given me something. Like, they created the device that blocked the radar blur. Like, something, you know. Well, at, so, least, at least they, they did at least explain, even though, albeit, like, really terribly, explain how they got past the, um, you know, because if, if you're flying in a no-fly zone, you do get, like, a little escort pop-up that says, uh, yeah, you can't fly here, idiot. Now you have, like, four seconds to turn away. Um, you know, like, at least they... It, the ship just didn't fly out. There was some sort of skirmish, if you call it that, that happened before it could yeah. try to attack the White House. But, I mean, there's just a bunch of things where it's like there's this huge convoy of when all the Koreans arrive. Um, 
and then all this, there's all these like tourists just out on the front. Like I just I just don't think like stuff like that would happen. Like when there's when there are people visiting the White House, there wouldn't be like people in the public eye. You know what I'm saying? Like just stuff like that where it was just weird and didn't make a lot of sense. And uh, but I think the main thing is that this movie is trying to go for like a super realistic gritty tone which is fine but the fact is that a it doesn't look realistic at all because the special effects look like poop and two <laughs> uh you know it doesn't it doesn't have that you know like sense of realism because you know again it it doesn't it, you got to have like i feel like you got to have some sort of just explanation or something to try and at least sell it and not just be like, okay, they're going to do this. And like, I don't know. And just, I think the main thing though, is the fact that it looks so fake. I mean, clearly this was on a set and like they shot it, not in Washington, DC. Clearly it was like new Orleans. You could tell, but, uh, yeah, it just like, it just had that really like sort of cheap feel to it, which I didn't, it did not lend to the pictures uh, quality whatsoever and then the fact that it looked the look of the movie like I, I was watching the whole film and i was just like this doesn't look done it looks like we're watching like raw footage like this is so bad like i don't know that, that maybe that was just me but uh you know it also didn't help that like you know once the white house is taken over and like everything's all dark and most of the the action is shot you know and it's really dark and close up and it's a little hard to see but uh you know but the main, but the other thing I was saying about how like very intense and brutal the film is, um, which they're going for that tone, but then at the same time, like I felt like that they were trying to go for like a lighter tone with some of the comedy aspect, you know, like some of the one-liners. It's almost like they were trying to have it both ways, but it didn't. They didn't know like where to go. Like I don't know. Like I I feel like in order. F- to really pull this movie off and have it be as violent as it was, they had to have done like an air force one status where, you know, like Harrison Ford is saying like, get off my plane. And there's, there's like a, I don't know. There's gotta be some sort of sense of fun. Like it amidst the violence instead of just having it be almost like they're just beating you over the head where it's just like, I just, you know, it's like a team America where they're like, it's going to be like nine 11 times a thousand. Like, that's what that movie felt like to me, where it's just like, I, like at, at the same time, I'm like, uh, why am I watching this? You know, like, I don't need to. Um, so that the, the tonal, the tone of it was weird to me. Um, and I also thought that a lot of the acting was dodgy, especially coming from like veteran actors too. like Morgan Freeman. I love Morgan Freeman, but he looked like he was asleep in this film. Um, and Melissa Leo showing up in like a really kind of throwaway role and like, she's just getting like brutally beaten and like, and like her, her just like screaming the whole time. It was almost just like, I, I, I don't know. It was like being in a, in a kitchen where people are just like constantly banging pots and pans in your face and it's (laughs) like, make it stop, please. Like, I don't, it's not fun. You know, like I, I felt like this, you know, like you know, me saying if this movie had come out in like 1996, this movie needed the tone of like The Rock, where it's like, it is like super stylized, it's crazy violent, but it's a, it's a really fun movie. Like it, you get that sense of energy and, 
and there's a comedy in it and you're just having a blast like that movie didn't have that and i think it needed that so that's what it was sorely lacking in my opinion yeah no i'll agree with that i think I think this film wanted to be somewhere between Lockout and like the the latest Rambo film, but instead it didn't quite reach Lockout ridiculousness scale. Right. Yeah. And it it didn't reach the seriousness of like what Rambo was trying to do, which is like gnarly blood and gore. But I do do think it reached some sort of median between like those two things, where it's like it's Gerard Butler giving like silly one-liners and stuff like that, and then just like weird out of nowhere just real quick brutal moments where you're like holy shit that just happened um but like i I don't know it's really you have to suffer through a lot for them to actually get inside the white house for things to be (laughs) tolerable because every like every scene outside of the white house is terrible like scenes where like just, it's like hey we literally just wrote this an hour ago well like, besides that like just the effects like when when you have so the plane gets shot down eventually that the one that's attacking the <laughs> white house and like yes the the scene from it crashing looks like it went like three miles of like exploding and crashing and then when you see the aerial shot it's like a football field's length away from where it hit the Washington Monument to like where it came to rest on the ground. Like there's just really like it's like scale is unimportant to them. No, uh, and then things and, and look like good. when the the uh, Washington Monument you know falls over and there's people running away and it's just like, dude, I could do better green screen on my laptop. Like this yeah. is sad. Pretty much. I mean, yeah, you could just there's lots of things that could be done a lot better. But I I think it's. This literally, I don't think anybody going to see this was like, man, this looks like a really badass movie. They're like, this looks like a ridiculous action film. And it, like, it doesn't, like, I remember when, you know, know, remember when uh, Skyline came out, where it's like, oh, this should be like a really stupid, ridiculous alien movie. And it just turned out to be like way too terrible. Yeah, it was like really serious and boring. Yeah, like, this is at least a silly action movie. And. Uh, it, it was funny too because like the the bad guys plans of you know the, the thing they're trying to gain access to like whenever anybody would reference that thing i was like i don't i don't get what that thing's supposed to do <laughs> like it doesn't make sense why everybody's so worried about that and then when it turns out like what you can do with that thing i was like oh that's a good plan <laughs> yeah i i don't know dude it's just like it was silly but it wasn't silly enough like i i just felt like that you know, there was that, there was that, uh, there was a tonal imbalance of just like wanting to be really serious and also wanting to be like kind of light and funny. Uh, and you know, it, I didn't think the villain was anything, you know, memorable. He was very like, he was very vague and, uh, forgettable to me. Yeah. Very bland. Uh, you know, there was nothing that really, stood out other than the really bad effects yeah there, there's also some really dumb things too where it's like there's this idea that there, there's something they need to gain access to and there's three people that have an access code and yeah. like aaron eckhart is constantly saying just give them the code man they'll never get mine and in the end like they don't need his <laughs> like, <laughs> i know like dumb. stuff stuff like that is kind of like I, I don't even know why and also stuff like in the beginning where we were joking at the end of the Croods where freaking Dylan McDermott shows up for like five minutes and he's like, yeah, I can't wait to stay behind and 
cozy up and watch some Breaking Bad. And right there, you're like, dude, he's told. Why are you bring out Dylan McDermott? We know he's the traitor. Like, <laughs> but, like but, from the second he pops up on screen. But I, I love, I love him and anything that he does. Like, I wanted him to play more his role from the campaign, where he's just like this no, weird, dude, creepy I, guy I like, who like comes okay, out of the so shadows. He's playing the, he's playing the same character from the campaign here. That's what's going on, right? Like, it would have been hilarious if he was, like, literally supposed to be that guy just really creepy, like, this is how we do this. <laughs> that would have been pretty good. I also wish there was more to his um, interaction with Gerard Butler. Like, that scene did not last nearly long enough. Yeah, man, for sure. Like, uh, yeah, like, I, I was really surprised when, after that scene ended, it didn't end with a one-liner. It yeah. should have. <sighs> I don't know. I also, but you know I, what? A lot of people, when I saw it, the theater was eating it up, man. They were clapping at all the kills. They were basically, you know, uh, a song away from America, F yeah. Yeah, I, my audience was reacting the same way. I mean, I think regardless of the quality of this film, this is a crowd pleaser. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I'm interested to see how White House Down will do because it's got America's favorite uh, leading man, Channing Tatum. <laughs> How will they react? I mean, Jamie Foxx is the president. I just, I just want him to be like, "This is my house, mother," something like that. Like they, they need that kind of like. I, I hope that Roland Emmerich somehow, like, goes back to his roots and he gets really inspired and nostalgic, and he's just like, "I remember when I first blew up the White House, 1996. <laughs> I'm doing it again." And then uh, there's just a lot of there's that tone that I was hoping that this movie would have, yeah. And I hope that you know it's achieved uh, in the second one. I, I I think this film though, like to this film's credit, I think it did it, it went it went a little bit above what I expected from it. Like I expected it to be like really terrible, not just stupid. Um, but yeah, I was I was expecting it to be pretty bad, but I will say that it's uh, a way better Die Hard movie than uh, the actual uh, than a Good Day to Die Hard. I I will agree with that. Yeah, so I'll give it that. Uh, I will say that also it's uh, of all the stupid action movies that have come out so far this year, it's probably the best. <laughs> it's probably the stupidest. I mean, best. <laughs> <laughs> Although that's not saying much, but uh, if I had to choose one to watch again. Out of all of those, uh, yeah, I would choose this one. Yeah, I would not fight you on that. Um, I I had fun with it. It was it was silly, but it was it was an enjoyable good time. Yeah, but still bad. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. But once you get at, once you get out of the CG territory and you're inside of like buildings, it gets a little less bad. It's a a, a tiny less bad, yeah. But still pretty bad. Yeah, it's still, yeah. I think Gerard Butler had a lot of fun making it, though. I think. Oh that's... yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was. It was like a cathartic uh, role for him. Yeah, like I, 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 I yeah. think deservedly had fun with it too. Yeah, he's like the ugly truth no more. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I think we probably said all we need to say about this film. Uh, so why don't we just wrap this up and get to our verdicts? Carson, if you were going to place this on a scale of a must-see, recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, where would you place it? I would give it a must-avoid. Um, can you imagine if Zack Snyder directed this movie with a budget? <laughs> oh, man. That's wishful that thinking, That would be pretty man. good. That's wishful thinking. Yes. 
But maybe oh, wow. maybe when the studio realizes that any film or the the studios realize that any film where the White House is attacked uh, makes a lot of money, then they will like greenlight a bunch of other White House related um, <laughs> <laughs> properties. <laughs> Uh, Olympus has fallen again. again. <laughs> it's uh, like, how can the same thing happen to me twice? I, I I will say, like, watching this movie, I was like, you know, if you really wanted to attack the White House, what you should do is you get a construction company and you put it in, like, in and around the White House and you do a lot of work there. But then you do a, you purposely do a failed attack on the White House so that the White House has to be rebuilt and you get contracted and then you build in all the back doors. You can easily sneak in and assault the White House. That's uh, that's kind of like what uh, Jeremy Irons did in Die Hard with Vengeance. Well, there you he, go. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, you know, to get into uh, Fort Knox or whatever, uh, whatever he was robbing, I can't remember the to get all the gold. Yeah, they were pretending to do construction next to it, and then, you know, got in through that way. Well, I'm, I'm talking about literally doing the construction, like like a la Bane style. Oh, I see. Where you literally have all the construction people in your pocket. And... Yeah. Okay, now I see. Yes. Bane versus uh, President Two-Face. Yeah, all of the White House is built with explosive concrete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, any time like, Aaron Eckhart was strung up you know, uh, in the uh, the bunker with everyone else, I just kept, like, anytime he was, like, yelling at the guy, I just kept waiting for him to go, like, Rachel! You know, look at me! You just wanted him to get splashed with some acid on his face. Because, <laughs> like, anytime he yells, I just think of him in the hospital bed going, like, say it! <laughs> and, like, and then Gary Oldman's just like, uh, Har- Harvey Two-Face. <laughs> say it! <laughs> He's like, ah, Harvey Two-Face. Yeah. All right. Well, I haven't said my piece yet, so I'm I, I'm gonna give this I'm gonna give this film a wait for rental because I think this would be fun to just like get together with your bros, drink some beers, and watch Gerard Butler kick some ass, and uh, I don't know. I, I I had fun with this dumbass movie. <laughs> like I I'm not gonna lie. I just I I hope that White House Down gives us like a legitimate movie, but yeah, as far as budget. like. Yeah, as far as like cranking out a bunch of reviews this week and just watching some stupid stuff and just being able to like pure enjoy myself without caring that much about the stupid parts, um, Olympus Has Fallen was a, a fun little ride. And uh, I hope Gerard Butler makes a bunch more silly action films. Um, I'll watch Gamer 2 if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope he makes some legit action films too, like, you know. I'll, yeah. I'll take anything at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I just hope that uh, we're we're not let down by by White House down. Yeah. It doesn't put us down. Yeah, I hope it doesn't become a White House letdown. Yes, exactly. Because honestly, this could have been the plot for the fifth Die Hard movie, and it would have been probably pretty good. It should it should have been. Yeah, like dude, if they had just substituted Bruce Willis. In the Gerard Butler role, like this would have been a kick-ass movie, like, and and you know, they actually had like good effects. Yeah, so this this is the way it works: is Bruce Willis's son is actually Secret Service for the president, and he gets right. him a, he gets him a tour of the White House, and it happens to be the same day that the Korean oh ambassador. Oh my god, dude! 
Dude. We just struck gold. It's perfect. Why wasn't this a good day to die hard? And the best part is we can shoot this and release it before White House Down comes. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. That would have been awesome. Dude, I, I, I think it, it would have worked. Yeah, dude. That would have been great. Ben Kingsley plays one of the Koreans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're just, it's just writing itself, man. Just You'll writing itself. And he's got a bond with his son. Coming. He's got a bond with his son while the White House is in ruins. Yep. Yeah. Or even better, they just kill his son. It makes him more motivation to get revenge. For sure. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, uh, I think that's going to be the end of this episode, Garson. So if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? Okay. Practicalcandy.wordpress.com. People can find me over at ChristopherMillife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show, including our reviews of The Incredible Burt Wonderstone, Upside Down, Spring Breakers, The Crudes, and of course, this episode that you're listening to now of Olympus Has Fallen. If you want to figure out when all these episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning or like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. The music for this episode will come from the soundtracks to one of the five films we have just reviewed. So hope you're enjoying that. Um, yeah, that is the show. Thank you for joining me for this uh, onslaught of episodes, Carson. Yes, thank you for having me and on the onslaught. And if you guys are still with us, thank you for listening. Um, hope, hope you enjoyed it. Hope my sick voice wasn't too, um, too crazy for you. And uh, yeah, hope you're not partying too hard on spring break. Hopefully not. Hopefully you're, uh, you know, with your dad at the White House taking down <laughs> terrorists. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. We will see you next time.